This Water's Catch podcast is proudly brought to you by Audible. Do you find that you just don't have time to read all of the awesome books that you hear mentioned on The Wellness Couch? Well, Audible might just have the answer. Audible is offering The Wellness Couch listeners a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You can get books like Eat Right for Your Blood Type, Why We Get Fat by Gary Torbs, The Paleo Diet for Athletes, or even The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash The Wellness Couch for your free audiobook. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Dan. I'm Damien Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today, guys, it's uh, it's been great. This is a post-wellness breakthrough. We just had a, an awesome weekend down in Victoria and uh, helping you know people transform their lives. It was great. Yes, here in Victoria, it was fantastic. It was amazing. Loved it. Uh, did you notice that Brett's uh, voice went up an octave just before? <laughs> yeah, we transformed him. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's a little yeah. bit excited about today's interview. That's what I think is going on. I'm still recovering from the excitement of the high ropes course. That was a bit too exciting. Oh my gosh, how good was that? Maybe it's when you jumped down and that's when the high pitch started, eh? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's right. Hey boys, there's been a lot going on in the world of health, the world of uh, wellness and um, and contentious stuff too, hasn't it? Like in the last couple of months um, with uh, the media jumping up and down thinking that they're all high and mighty have been getting on top of some of the, the superstars in the industry. And one of the superstars in the industry they've been getting on top of, which we love, who we love dearly, she's amazing, is Lola Berry. And we're, we're joined today, again, welcoming back Lola Berry back onto the Wellness Guys to talk all about health and well-being, her new book, might get into a little bit of juicy stuff about her online program and, uh, and where she's at today with wellness. Lola, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am pretty excited to be here. Just pretty excited. Yeah, very, like extra, extra, super excited. (laughs) Lola, um, it is really great to have you on the show again. And, um, you know, I I loved the title of your online program. I thought it was great. And I know that me saying that is going to upset a few people. Um, And I know there's many different perspectives on it and the reasons why people would be upset are valid. I get all that. Um, But I I know your true intention. I know what you're trying to achieve and all that sort of thing. So, um, have you recovered from all of that media backlash? Uh, I mean, the interesting thing is it was really, look, it was really heavy to go through that. And I think more than anything else with media backlash, it was more the social media, like hardcore bullying, like the things that I got called. That mm. stuff was really like, oh, my God, like things are, like I could never even fathom calling someone. Uh, but as far as like recovering from it, I just, I don't even look at it like that, to be honest with you, Damien. I probably look at it like I created that name is because it's something that I called myself and I felt like it was an honest representation of something that I've been through in the past and I thought that people may relate to it. But looking at it in hindsight, it was completely offensive to a lot of people and I never intended it to come across that way. So for that, I'm very, very, very sorry. In hindsight, looking at it, of course, um, if I knew it was going to cause that much harm and hurt so many people, I wouldn't have called it that. But that said, I've learned so much from this entire experience. Like I've learned that not everyone's going to have your back when 
bad things happen, you know, and um, that you've got to be able to, you know, face the music and you've got to be, you know, able to know when you're wrong and when you've done the wrong thing. So I've actually learned so much from it. Um, I've definitely apologised to anybody that has been offended by it because that was not my intention at all. Hey, Lola, I just want to congratulate you on how you handled it because I reckon you handled it amazingly well. Like, yeah, I'll be honest, so. I looked at it and I went, and, and I know you well and I know I follow your stuff and I listen to you and I love it. And I knew exactly what you were intending to say, but I looked at it and went, oh, I, I didn't love it. And I was I was glad when you changed it um, because I think some people just, you know, would have taken it wrong, you know, not because they don't get your intention and I got your intention and I think you're amazing and I knew that you could get your message across better than that. And so I was glad you changed it, but I reckon you just handled it so beautifully. You dealt with it so well. You were willing to just take it on the chin and go, hey, do you know what? I got this one wrong um, and change it and make it better. And, you know, it's that thing we always say, you know, when you know better, you do better. And uh, But you were just, you know, you're willing to just be open about it, honest about it and say, hey, I got one wrong. We all do that sometimes and then just move forward. And I reckon you did it super well and I want to give you a massive congratulations for being so open and honest about it and handling it so well. Thank you so much. That that really means a lot because, yeah, you just don't know how to handle uh, that kind of uh, experience. Like I've worked in media for I think about nine years or so now about that and I tell you what, I would never, ever, ever would have known how to handle it. So, And it wasn't a team or anything. It was just like me going, what? what's the best, most honest, most authentic, most real way of sharing where I'm at right now. And, you know, what I think the great thing about that is, Lola, is that by being so open and honest, you've actually given people the opportunity to see how you dealt with that and what you do about it. And so you've given other people the opportunity to see how things can be dealt with and how things can be handled. So what did you learn from that process? The biggest thing that I would say I learned was uh, you've got to be able to, anytime you do anything, you've got to be able to back yourself. So when it came to, it was the second it went out, within two hours, I was like, I'm in trouble. Um, everybody's really upset. It's offending a lot of people. And I straight away said, I've got to, I've got to say sorry now. I've got to apologize straight away so that people can know that my intention was never to hurt or harm. Uh, so I just, I guess it taught me, look, it, it, it taught me to, to kind of like trust the experience because I've learned and grown so much um, from it. But it really taught me, and this might sound a little bit dark, but it really did teach me who my real friends were. There were people because it came out on Boxing Day and I remember, I can't believe I'm saying this, I remember I got a text from my ex-boyfriend on Boxing Day professing his love to me, right? I love you, I'm going to love you forever, right? <laughs> to this day I haven't heard a word. So there are so many people that when you're on cloud nine and when you're successful and, you know, your books are bestsellers, all that kind of thing, they want a piece of you, they want to know you. And the second that you are, um, you know, not cool or you're um, not the thing or you're in, in, in the bad books, people don't want to touch you. People don't want to know you. People that I thought were my friends, you know, just no, not many, you'd be surprised not too many people had your back in that um in that whole whole experience is that's the best lesson that I learned because I'm I've only just turned 30 so I think I've always kind of like thought that everybody's really nice (laughs) and so I I learned that like actually some people aren't nice and some people a few people you know might have seen that as a, a, a really good thing that happened to me because 
you know, it made space for, um, you know, you like, I don't know, it just made space for, I guess, like growth. Mm. Well, I mean, Lola, I mean, the thing is that we're, the reason why we're talking about this too is why I think that's beneficial for people is that because we all go through, like every person who's listening would have gone through something um, that is, you know, that, that's hard, you know, to them, you know, it's all subjective, right? So the thing is that, you know, you went through that, what most people won't, would never ever have to go through, like, you know, being grilled on the media, being grilled on social media and the names that you're being called and, and all that pressure. Um, and so it, it, that, that it takes uh, uh, someone who's got strong resilience to be able to, to handle that. Um, you know, you just described sort of what you learned. Can you sort of maybe uh, from a, like a health and wellness perspective, I think it's really important for us to be able to kind of be able to fight our way back. Could you kind of talk to us through maybe some of the process um, on how you um, were able to keep your head focused on the task at hand or keep your you know head and mind to to stay strong through all this turmoil and, you know, the hurricane that was surrounding you? You're going to love this answer. I watched a different boxing movie every night while it was going on. <laughs> nice. I love that. <laughs> so I watched like Southpaw, Rocky. I took myself to the movies and watched Creed on New Year's Eve, mm. which was the new Rocky movie, and I was the only person in the cinema, and it was just like I was like, this is meant to be. I know, you know? Lawrence, Lawrence was there as well. He was in the back row. <laughs> <laughs> but it like I just had to almost click into that, that survivor because I was – I. I was really hurt, to be honest. Like, I was really, really hurt. Like, I don't know if you saw some of the stuff. I know I can talk really openly on here, but some of the stuff I got called on social media was like a drug pig. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but can you bleep out if I swear? No? Yes? We'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> Go for uh, it. Okay, well, you know, the C word, slash, all that kind of thing as well. And like an ice addict, bulimic, like all these things that um, I've actually never never been so it and it was it was a time where I just had to kind of go okay like time to get super strong lols so yeah fight movies <laughs> and um awesome soundtracks like I'm a AP DJ so I'm music nerd so I was like making myself these like epic running soundtracks and I just like get into this little like mode in my mind where I felt like if I want to succeed, I've really just got to back myself and that's the only thing that matters. Oops. That's, that's, sorry about that. I was just, I was just typing a little message to Brett and Lawrence there. Sorry about that one, Lola. <laughs> just let you hang there dry. Hey, uh, just want to say hashtag bad form ex-boyfriend and, uh, and just wanted to, um, <laughs> Thank you, yeah, dirt bag. Um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm, so happy that you've risen above all of this. And what made me even more happy, Lola, was even though you know you copped all that bad stuff and you, all the abuse and and all those terrible things that happened in that moment, you managed to launch a book just recently called The Happy Life, which I absolutely love. My wife loves it. She's flicked through it. She looks at the recipe. She goes, "Oh my gosh." This is amazing. She loves the embossing on the cover. She loves the pictures. She loves the feel of it. They love all the pretty little pictures and the circles. And so I just found out, I went to get it before the interview, and I found out that she's lent it to the girl across the road. I'm like, oh, my gosh, far out. I can't even keep a hold of it in my own home. But it's a beautiful book, and I just want to congratulate that on you on that, Lola, because it, it really is an incredible um, you know, tribute to all that you've become and, and all that you're doing at the moment. So well done. Oh, thank you so much, but I really can't take credit for that. That's a massive team. That's Pam McMillan, the most 
amazing publishers. Uh, that's, you know, like you've got two chefs, you've got food stylists, you've got photographers, assistants, you've got like the only thing that I do is put my hands in the shots and I'm, I used to work in styling, so I style myself. That is it. Like everyone else is making the magic happen, and oh, I write it as well. But yeah, well, from- I think I think you're downplaying <laughs> a little bit. But good on you, Lola. Like, this is your idea. And then, so you know, what's what's your motivation? What's the impetus behind this particular book? And you know, wh- where do you want to take people? What sort of journey are you taking people on through this book? Well, this book, I, I think I said this about the Happy Cookbook as well, uh, which I just found out last week is going to America. But that's a bit off topic. But um. The happy life is, I say it's heart because it's, it doesn't just look at wellness from the aspect of food. Obviously, there's heaps of recipes in there. It is very, um, you know, food driven. But also I talk about things that I'm really passionate about, probably the hippier Lola things like crystal healing, um, writing positive affirmations on your water bottle, pet therapy. My dad's a vet, so he wrote a little bit about pet therapy in there and you know to me it just kind of looks at how to live uh, um, that kind of like healthy or, or wellness kind of lifestyle as opposed to just eating the food because I think that really at the end of the day that's just one part of a really big puzzle I talk about relationships and mental health it's, it's very much a holistic um, picture and, and also you'll see like there's a little bit about um, emotional eating and negative self-talk which was also what I spoke about that's what the whole program was actually about. So it's it's something that I actually write about and it's a topic that um, I'm really, really passionate about. So it to me it feels like it covers a whole spectrum of stuff. What is a happy life, Lola? How do we define it? How do we know when we're living a happy life? Oh, gee, that's a million-dollar question. I think that that to me is a feeling that comes from inside. So when you're, you know, when you're doing something that you just love and time stops and, you know, they call that flow, you know, and I think when you're happy, it's just like this feeling you get inside and you know you're on your right path, you're living your purpose. And, you know, I was talking to a mate yesterday and he said, when you're doing what you love, it's like an elixir for the heart. And that's when you change the world. It's when you're doing what you love. It's not when you go like, I need to change the world. I need to, you know, have X amount of Instagram followers. It's more like, I want to live my truth. That's what I think happiness is. So when you talk about the happy life, Lola, it's um, there's going to be obviously different areas of happiness uh, in in you know in the life itself. So can you maybe name some of those categories that you think that are important for someone to focus on um, when they want to create a happy life? I think a lot of it starts from mental health, absolutely, because if you're not happy in your mind, it's really hard to make healthy food choices and to want to exercise. That said, when you make healthy food choices and you exercise, you feel happier in the mind. So the two are quite quite linked quite heavily. But then if you take happiness to kind of that next level, it's about who do you surround yourself with? Are they nice people? Are you, you know, are you in toxic relationships or good ones? You know, and I think that's going to affect how happy you are and the way in which you decide to honour yourself. But at the end of the day, I think happiness comes back to doing what you love and honouring yourself. Yeah, I love that. We spent the weekend um, just just gone um, on, on, a, on a retreat with 60 people and we had an amazing time. And one of the themes at the event was, you know, honouring yourself and loving yourself. And Kim Morrison talks about, you know, rituals and using oils and essential oils and massage techniques and just taking time. And Lawrence often, you know, talks about mindset around that and, and being certain about where you're moving to and what you're heading towards and all of those sorts of things. What are the sorts of rituals that you t- 
take part in on a daily basis, Lola? I know that you do yoga. I know that you know almost every other day I see you checking into Pilates. Um, what, what are the things that you do every day? Uh, definitely yogs. Yep, I love yoga. Uh, but I try and get out into nature. So I find when I'm out in nature, it just connects me back to myself. Uh, I do weird things as well. Like I've got crystals under my pillows and like quite hippie stuff and I spray like um, flower essences on my bed before I go to sleep at night to help calm me down and uh, like I'm quite quite a hippie with that kind of stuff. But I'll do things for myself all the time. If I notice, if I notice I've been really busy and I haven't done anything for myself, I'll take myself to the movies or I'll take myself out to dinner. I love going out by myself. I'm not scared of that at all. And, um, or like I'll get a massage. Like I think there's nothing wrong with, you know, putting yourself first. So Lola, I think some people don't even know what they want. Like they're not even sure what they should be doing with their life. They're not sure what direction they should be going in. They're not sure what makes them happy. You know, how do people who are just disconnected from themselves um, bridge that gap and figure it out? Well, first of all, they shouldn't beat themselves up because we've all been there before. I mean, for goodness sakes, I used to be a DJ. So um, when I was DJing, I remember thinking, oh, this is so much fun. I'm getting paid to party with my friends. What were you called? What was your DJ name? It sounds so porn star. It was Lauren (laughs) Heaven. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I, I, my name is my real name is Lauren, and um, I used to have this '80s jumper that said Heaven. So I just thought Lauren Heaven. Did you ever do Heaven Nightclub in Adelaide? Did you DJ there? No, I should have though. Should have. I would have been there. We can always do a comeback. (laughs) That that'd be a good reason to do it because Brett would be there. You should, you should should do that. (laughs) I know, but I I think think really, I think it might have just closed. Sorry, Lola. Oh dang it! Um, But I like. I knew I was enjoying it, right? I knew it was fun and I was enjoying it. But, like, I was 18 and I would wake up in the morning I'd be like, oh, don't feel like this is my calling or my purpose. And so I just kept trying things on and doing things until I found that fit because the person I was dating at the time, he was a DJ and producer. And I remember whenever I'd watch him DJ or create music, it was his passion, it was his bliss, it was like his dharma, his calling, and I knew I didn't feel that way about it. But I, because I got to see that in him, I was like, wow, I want to feel that way about something. And I started to really get into health and nutrition. And I remember I was like studying and I'm not very academic at all. I got 31% of my first exam for foundation of chemistry. Like I'm not at all super smart. I'm street smart, just not academic. And um, <laughs> just to clear that up. Uh, but it made me realise when I started studying, I was like, okay, I like this. How do I do it in a way that feels like it's my purpose? And that's when I started to really want to be like the Stevie Owens of fruit and veggies or, you know, really want to do it on a larger scale and help as many people as I could. You know, you know, through the DJing part and then you transition to, to finding, you know, your true purpose. Do you ever, do you, you know, this is just a general question in your opinion, I guess, is do you think that we will ever find the true purpose of what we are meant to do? I do. I've never been asked that question before in my life, but I do. I think that uh, you can feel it in your heart when you're doing the right thing. And I know for me, when I'm filming something, I know I'm looking down the barrel of the lens and I know that this message might help one person. And or even if I'm doing a segment on TV and I know someone might be just channel surfing, but they're going to see this girl who's living her passion, talking about something she's passionate about, and that may in some way inspire them either to look after their health 
or just to get that feeling of doing something that they love and go out and figure out what feels good for them, then I feel like job, job's done. But I do believe absolutely that you will feel your purpose and you'll feel it in your heart and it won't feel like a job. There's this awesome quote from my favourite movie called This Way of Life and um, it's a documentary about a, a family that lives off the land in New Zealand and they ask this guy who's like a, a horse kind of whisperer, they go, what do you do for a living? And he goes, what do I do for a living? I live for a living. And I think the moment that you start thinking I need to have this perfect job or this perfect life or this perfect, you know, I think it's more about like what is living to you and how do you live with the purpose that is in line for you? Because I can promise you if you're not doing what's real for you, it won't last. That's so cool. That movie sounds choice. I think um, everyone should, you know, tap into that sort of that vibe. That's that's really cool. Lola, um, Watching, you know, I think we spoke about this uh, when we were first interviewing you on the Wellness Guys. Um, I remember bumping into you on the street. I just bought a, a smoothie. You'd come out after mixing some herbs down in Albert Park in um, in Victoria hmm. Avenue. Do you remember that? Yeah. And um, and you, you said to me, "I'm going to do a TV show. I'm going to um, do all these things." And and the and then the very next day, I saw you in a dumpster um, picking out some blueberries from a bin. I think it was on the front cover of MX. It might have been. And I thought, far out, this girl's going to go all over the place. And, um, and at that time, I don't think you were your, – your diet was very different back then and it's, it seems to have changed a lot and it's varied heaps. And so you've gone, you know, from vegan and vegetarian or vegetarian and vegan to, you know, paleo and, and, and all of that. Where are you at now with food and diet and lifestyle? And, and when did you decide that this is the best fit for you? Uh, well, for me, it's all about how it makes you feel. I am still very paleo inspired, mm-hmm. you would say, but then I have things in my diet like, you know, a little bit of sheep's or goat's yogurt here and there, like quinoa and buckwheat, which a lot of true paleos um, would screw their noses up at. So I definitely wouldn't call myself a true true paleo. Yeah. Uh, but I do like that primal inspired way of living with whole foods, very minimal sugars and minimal, minimal grain and dairy and whatnot. As far as how I've come to find that, it's about what works for your body. And I was actually watching, Damien, an interview that you and I did together. We filmed that. Do you remember we filmed that video in Melbourne like a year ago? Yeah, on um, The Exchange. Correct, yeah. Yep, and, yep. and I remember I watched the bit where they, it was a similar question. It was like, what's the perfect diet? And <laughs> I remember you and I looked at each other and we're like, what works for you isn't going to work for me. And what works for the next person, you know, it's about finding what works for you. And it's taken me... Yes, and sometimes I go through phases where I totally lose track of my diet, especially I tell you what, it's really hard when you're recipe testing for a book because you want to taste everything and you're eating more than what you normally would of so many different, you know, awesome things. But I eat a pretty simple diet most of the time. So it's. I feel like I'm always learning with my diet. I don't feel like I've ever got the exact answer, but it's really for me just about how certain things make my body feel. And I notice that like as a female, if I'm exhausted or hormonal or stressed out, it's really hard to not want to eat sweet things. So I, like I'm the one thing that I've changed the most, would I would actually say is my mindset. And that is if I fall off the wagon, rather than, uh, you know, beat myself up and go for like three runs the next day in a Bikram yoga class and extra yoga and a Pilates, da-da-da, out of guilt, I'll just be like, eh, get back on the wagon today and, like, you know, you'll, be feel, you'll feel great again as soon as you eat 
awesome food. So I know I feel like it's more my mindset that's changed. I don't beat myself up as much. I want to feel good. I want to glow. I don't really care so much about wanting to be a certain number on the scales or anything like that. It's more about I want to glow. I want people to be like, wow, that that shit glows. But the other point is, and it's awesome to be able to speak about this here, but as a female, and this is what so many clients I've found of mine in the past have never got, women's weight changes so much, but girls just don't get that. Not, It's just part of life. Like it's Great. hormonal. It's right. like, you know, and I think like the big lesson for me like is like it's okay if my weight fluctuates a little bit and I think uh, it's pretty empowering when you know that because it's very healthy for that to happen literally in the space of a month. So, yeah. I think that's great, Lola, and I think it's great that you're not using weight as an indicator of where you're going. So for people out there, if you're not using weight though, what are you using as your indicator that it's not going right? You know, what do you feel? What do you notice? What do you look for as those sort of keys and indicators? And I guess the second part of this, how do you then choose which direction you want to go in next? Because there's so many different options out there, as you said, vegan and paleo and, and all those different plethora of directions you could go in terms of trying to find a solution. How do you choose which way you're going to go next? Uh, okay, so first first bit was like, how do you know when you're not feeling good? So you can, uh, how do you know when you're not on track if you're not using your weight as a guidance? So I think um, you know how you feel. So like if I eat, like I love like sweet stuff, <laughs> but if I go out for raw, like raw vegan and have a raw vegan cake and a smoothie, I know I'm going to be bloated after, but it's going to taste mm. great. So I don't do it all the time. And when I do it, I try to enjoy it really mindfully. But even within a half an hour, I, like I'm so reactive to food. So within a half an hour, I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to run to the toilet. Like it happens every time, like clockwork. So what I'm trying to say is your body will tell you if it likes something or if it doesn't like something. You don't need the scales to tell you that. You know how you feel. You know if you feel good. You know if you don't feel good. Uh, we're pretty – I think that we're really – you just got to listen to your body and you're pretty. You're actually quite in tune. It will tell you when you're like – oh, I feel really, you know, really vibrant and vital and I've got lots of energy. I just went for a run this morning and I was like, oh, I've got so much en- so much more energy than I had yesterday because I had an extra hour sleep or something like that. So as far as then when you feel like you're off track and you want to get back on track, how best to do that and what options to take because there are so many different diets out there, I would say just get back to real food, like minimally processed and I was watching, again, I was watching that thing that Damien and I did with the exchange and we were like, you want something sweet, you want a lolly, eat some fruit, you know, like get back to real whole ingredients. Hmm. Lola, obviously uh, you mentioned that. I think you said you were 30 years old um, and, you know, Damien and I are both 40 plus. And one of the things that we noticed as we aged is that the circumstances when we were younger uh, are the challenges that we went through are completely different than your generation and probably the generation after that too. And then for our kids, what do you think the biggest challenges are for this generation that's coming up right now, sort of in that teenage, you know, moving in their twenties and how, what would your best recommendation for them to, to help them overcome those challenges? Well, I mean, the crazy thing is like celebrity is so celebrated and Mm. I don't have a problem. Like I think, look, I think it's inevitable it's going to happen, so there's no point really fighting it. But because celebrity is so celebrated and the American celebrity world involves, like, what you see is not necessarily someone's natural beauty. Mm. Like, there's a lot of other things that people are getting done to look a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So so um, the thing that I'm most shocked about with my generation and probably the, the people in their 20s, the generation, you know, um, you know, below me is that like it's it, – it's like people have been given permission in their 20s to get stuff done to their faces, like, you know, plastic mm. surgery and stuff like that. That's the stuff I find, like, pretty crazy. I'm like, man, like, what happened to just, like, glowing and what's wrong with, um, you know, looking happy and having smile lines? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think I find that's the thing that I'm just like, wow, it's crazy how much um, artificial beauty is celebrated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think... I love. I'm going to America soon. I I love America, but it's I I remember last time I was in America, I was at a um, party in West Hollywood, and this guy I'd never met him before. He would have been probably 15 years older than me, but he walked up to me and he goes, "Hey, how are you? Having a good night?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm having a great night." He's from Australia, you know, like handing it up a bit, and um, he goes, "Oh, would you like me to let me know what cosmetic surgery you need done?" <laughs> so I was 25 when I was there. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get any, so don't worry about it. <laughs> and he's like, but, you know, you could be more beautiful. And I, and I said, oh, thanks. I'm happy just being me. But, I mean, that's probably the thing that's most um, for me, like also working in media as well, it's almost a double-edged sword because I work in media, so there is an expectation to look a certain way. Mm. And yet then I promote just being real and just being you. So it's really uh, it's fascinating because, like, I've been – on a shoot, I remember I was on a shoot last year and um, there was like full team. We had sound guys, makeup girls, wardrobe, everything, full massive team. We were in the middle of filming and someone said, stop, we need to check Lola's hair for split ends. <laughs> right? Seriously, yeah. that, that's happened Seriously. to me before. But. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I mean. Like it's crazy that your currency now is how you look. And um, I know personally I have struggled with that heaps because mm. it's, for me I'm like I just want to feel healthy and look glowy and sometimes that's not enough, you know. Like your hair's got to be perfect. You've got to have like a gallon of makeup on and, you know, um, but but then that's it. That's it, it's fascinating. But that's what's celebrated at the moment. Mm. That real celebrity, that real um, dolled up kind of beauty. And it's like, what happened to just being natural? Well, that's you know you kind of mentioned that before is about just being love and loving with yourself and uh, loving yourself first. And and that I think that's where it's going to come from. Lola, thank you so much for being on the show again, and uh, really appreciate it. Just loved how the tangent of this conversation kind of went today. And um, but and also just I think people will get a lot out of it. But we'd love to know um, where can people buy the Happy Life? Where you know where where do, where can people shop for the book? Yeah, so the Happy Life is literally at every bookstore in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, it's also in like Maya, Target, Big W, Kmart, David Jones. You literally can't um, miss it. If you want it online, I've got it at lollaberry.com and Booktopia's got it. It's literally pretty much everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think you, um, you know, the wellness guys would definitely support you and definitely making sure you guys, the listeners, go out and purchase the book and, uh, you know, check it out. It's a great, uh, it's a great title. I love it. And uh, it's a great uh, insights that you actually share with us today. So thank you, Lola, for joining us on the show. Thank you so much. I wish I could talk for like four hours with you guys. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some of us, uh, some people would like to have us 
us to have talk for a four-hour <laughs> show too as well. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to have to cut this show off here. Um, guys, make sure you go to facebook.com slash the wellness guys on the wellness couch. Like us there while we're there. Share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update and subscribe to us on iTunes. That's where you can give us a rating and also comment there too. Until next week, begin creating wellness into our lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.